Welcome to The Socialist Program. This is the audio of our monthly seminar. Subscribe and support this programming at patreon.com slash the socialist program to join live once a month and ask Brian Becker your questions and listen to them as soon as they come out. Thanks so much for your help in keeping this independent show going. We can make this program with you, but not without you. We wanted to focus on the showdown in Congress this week, and undoubtedly it'll go on. It's something we've been covering in the show. We covered it, of course, in the past weeks, but especially in the show, the in the news show for this week, the show that came out this morning. What we've seen is that the Biden administration introduced the Build Back Better America so-called reconciliation package, which became mainly known only through its price tag, not what was in it. And I'm going to ask Walter to go over uh, some of the key elements that we've discussed on the show. But I think it's extremely important because as people who are socialists, as organizers, as activists, you know, we're frequently in the streets, we're in our communities, we're organizing on our jobs. But it's very important to pay attention to what's going on in Congress because If the bill as it had been constructed was adopted, it would have a far reaching implication in society. Even the elements that relate to childcare and childcare tax credits and subsidies for childcare, the estimate was as introduced originally that it would reduce poverty, childhood poverty by 40% almost overnight, which shows that the eradication of childhood poverty is completely doable. I mean, if you can eliminate 40% with one bill, you obviously could eliminate childhood poverty across the board in, in the United States. And like, what could be more important than eliminating poverty and especially childhood poverty, such that every child in the United States has an opportunity to thrive. And there's no greater you know, erasure of a human right than to consign a big part of the child population, the population of kids into poverty through no fault of their own, just simply because of the way this particular capitalist economic system works. And even though the bill, again, was known principally as its price tag, 3.5 trillion, rarely mentioned that that was over 10 years, so it's really 350 billion, which is, half, less than half of the annual military budget, which is never known by its price tag. It's only just known as the defense budget. That has been so whittled down at this point. And the only possibility of getting some of that, which has already been cut. And Walter, I want you to talk, if you can, about some of the things that are being and already have been eviscerated. Biden said on CNN, at that town hall meeting the other day on Sunday, I think it was, that hearing and vision were out of reach now for Medicare recipients. These are older people over the age of 65. And currently, unless you have Medicare Advantage, which is not Medicare, it's Medicare provided through the private insurance companies with at higher cost, you can't access dental, vision, or hearing. And Biden at the town hall said, no, it's out of reach because Joe Manchin doesn't want it. And he said, but we will provide, hopefully, they're still hoping that a voucher of $800 a year for dental work can be 
added to Medicare benefits. I mean, anybody who has serious dental work or even dental work that's not that serious uh, would know that $800 won't go very far at all in terms of covering costs. But you know, this is a real indicator of what's wrong with capitalism and particularly the US version of capitalism. We have these two chambers of the legislative branch, the House of Lords known as the US Senate and the House of Representatives and nothing can become law unless it passes both chambers and then is signed by the president. So you have a situation where the filibuster rule, which is a made up rule. It used to be you really had to filibuster if you were going to filibuster. For instance, the Civil Rights Act, the act in 1964 that ended apartheid, that was filibustered literally by the US Senate for 60 straight days, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The last speaker was Robert Byrd from West Virginia, and he spoke against the Civil Rights Act for like 14 hours. And then when he sat down, the Senate triumphantly announced that they could get the 67 votes to end the filibuster. But you have these two chambers, you have these different rules, the so-called checks and balances. All of it is designed to check anything good from happening when it comes to tax giveaways, corporate giveaways, subsidies, the behind the scenes deals with the 15,000 lobbyists who constitute the shadow government in Washington, but the real government, the real power. You know, there's no checks and balances. It's smooth sailing because it's all about money. And here you have a capitalist system where these programs are so popular and so urgently needed and could eviscerate or end childhood poverty for 40% of the kids who are living in poverty. And poverty, by the way, you know, as all of you know, is like a ridiculously low number. When Obama, for instance, passed the Medicaid expansion with the Affordable Care Act in 2010, the amount that you had to make in order to be in poverty if you were a single person was $10,800 or less. So if you were a single person, and you made $10,900 in 2010, you would have been over the poverty level and thus not eligible for Medicaid, except the Affordable Care Act expanded Medicaid eligibility to include all of those who are 138% above the poverty line. So if you were a single person and then making $22,000 in 2010, $22,000, then you could get healthcare coverage through Medicaid. But then you had 12 states, including Texas, Georgia, Florida, those three states alone, they're three of the biggest states in the country. They said, no, we don't want Medicaid expansion. 12 states altogether, about 100 million people were still denied Medicaid, even though the federal government was gonna pay 90% of the costs with the Affordable Care Act. So you have these two chambers of Congress that one chamber or another, or a handful of right-wing senators or members of the House from either party can block. And even if something gets through, the states can then block it. The state legislatures can block it. State governors can block it. I mean, this is a system that must be completely done away with. It's an evil, corrupt, criminal system. And, you know, it was crafted and created by the U.S. Constitution at a secret convention in 1787 
The so-called Bill of Rights wasn't added until 1791. And, you know, the issue of voting, the issue of who gets to vote, the issue of eligibility for voting wasn't even discussed in the original Constitution. The issue of voting only comes up in the 15th Amendment to the Constitution. So you have a system that's constructed not as a democracy, clearly as a plutocracy, clearly as an elite system for social control and crafted especially so that it wouldn't be a democracy. It was a Republican form of government. And then each of the states would mirror this Republican form so that checks and balances, checks and balances are throughout. That's why, you know, change has been so hard in the United States. And unfortunately, our mass movement is not there right now. I mean, frankly, it's not there. We want it to be there. Those of us who are organizers and activists and helping to, you know, create movements, we've been trying. But, you know, you even look at the Poor People's Campaign with Reverend Barber and Reverend Liz Theo Harris, who are doing a lot, trying to do a lot. It's still limited right now. And a lot of that is because the labor movement, the civil rights movement, many of the so-called progressive organizations, they don't want to do anything that really rocks the boat when it comes to a democratic administration. And we have a democratic administration. So here we have a lesson in life. The Democrats control the House, they control the Senate, they control the White House. They introduced a series of bills that if adopted would be far reaching and they have negotiated against themselves throughout. And I think the lesson can't be more clear that we really do need a new system. We need a socialist system. And one of the points of our show is to, you know, sort of spread the word to elucidate what socialism is, to have a critique of capitalism. But it's inadequate to have a general critique of capitalism. We have to critique U.S. capitalism and the U.S. system of governance, which is so reactionary. I consider it to be the most reactionary of all the capitalist, advanced capitalist countries. And it shows what we really need to do in society. Yes, we're going to fight for day-to-day reforms. They do matter. We're fighting hard for them. But ultimately, we actually must create a new system. And to do that, we have to build the socialist movement. That's all for this preview. If you'd like access to the rest of this seminar and our entire archive of exclusive seminars with Brian Becker, become a patron at patreon.com slash the socialist program. We are an independent show and we cannot make this programming without you. Thanks so much for your support. 